Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, here's a sentence I never thought I'd say. I hope I hear Hall and Oates, you make my dreams come true a lot tonight. <laughs> of course, this being the goal, the Leafs play every single time they score. Now, is it still the uh, right back where we started from that they play at the end of the game when they win? And then the Hall and Oates? I don't know. They don't really goals? show the end of the game anymore because there's no crowd to celebrate right. with. Or at least I haven't seen much of it. Hmm. I think they just go back to Hall and Oates all the time. Yeah. Now, uh, Austin Matthews was born in 1997. Right. Uh, you Make My Dreams Come True came out in 1981, uh-huh. 16 years before Austin Matthews. Right. Uh, and I, I look at it, I understand that you make my dreams come true. I get the connection, all of that. But it just seems like it's, it's, it's all part of, and maybe it's just hockey culture, or maybe it's just the culture of Scotiabank Arena, where I guess the demo is generally older and white. But, boy, you walk in that building during a regular hockey game, and, and it's it's just, it seems so out of tune mm. with, you know, just from pop culture and all sorts of things. You know, whoever picked the music and whoever is involved in that. I mean, I get, like, your hockey pump-up songs. There's a lot of them, right? right? But this doesn't even fall in that category. It's just a bad, lame pop song from the 80s. It's funny because I, I Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, at one time, I'm not sure if he's still involved with them, had gone and hired a musical consultant. Oh, yeah. A, a, oh, yeah. a, a radio personality known as one of like the, the aficionados of new rock. Well, just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> Read you his resume every time you bump into him. <laughs> and yet... Hall and Oates comes yeah. out of this. So strange. Because <laughs> yeah, the reality and is... And ACDC and yeah, all of the Metallica, all the regular... Stuff. Yeah. Like even... What's the Eminem song that... Uh, Lose Yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the lyrics don't attach themselves to a, to a goal-scoring right. moment. Yeah. But the music itself does. Mm. It's interesting because, you know, when you watch the broadcast, like for Hockey Night in Canada, what they have done very well is promoted new music. They've been very good with that. Uh, yes. As part of their opening intros and, uh, and and a lot of it Canadian. Yeah, they use Arkells and mm-hmm. Glorious Sons. And I know whoever does that should get hired by <laughs> Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. <laughs> Anyhow, that aside. Right. Leafs halves tonight. Hasn't happened, what did we learn the other day, since 1979? Uh, 42 years, yeah. Wow. Uh, 1979. Uh, the 78 they met, 79 they met. Montreal swept both of those series. Hmm. Leafs have not beat Montreal in a playoff game since May 2nd of 1967. All I can hope is that this uh, series doesn't go like so many of the others. We have double overtime, and we're right. having a bunch of overtimes. I, I, I can't do that. I can't hang in till midnight watching <laughs> hockey. I'll be lucky if I make it through the first period. Well, hopefully it doesn't go till midnight. Uh, because, I mean, this game will start at like 7, 7.30. It should uh, wrap up, hopefully, around 10 o'clock. There have been those moments uh, in hockey where you've had like the uh, triple overtime and it's gone way late. Like, how late would you hang in on a like Tuesday night? If I had to do this, this shift in the next morning, yeah. Uh, what what round? Like we talking this opening round, opening games? Okay, yeah. Let's start here. How late would you hang in? Even tonight's game, going into Friday of a long weekend, game one. I'd, I'd go till probably eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I'd say. Through two overtimes, at least, mm-hmm. if it went that far. 
Uh, I might fall asleep with the TV on <laughs> just to see what happens. I'd definitely wake up to find out exactly what happened. So funny with sports and overtimes, especially in hockey, you, know, you hang in, you hang in, you hang in, and then that goal happens. Nobody reaches for anything quicker than the remote <laughs> when that final goal is in. You don't care if your team won or the opposing team All won. Right, it's, it's over. It's over. Let me go to bed. At what point in your life did you kind of think, hey, maybe I'm getting a little bit sophisticated. I'm, I'm, I'm maturing. I'm not just a, a, a dumb teenager, a silly kid. Still working on it. <laughs> While many people were asked about some of the things that happened to them in their life, that they went, oh, okay, maybe I'm maturing. Right. Things like having an opinion on the stock market. Okay. And I still don't have any of that because I don't have any money to put into it. <laughs> so why bother knowing about it? <laughs> I have to fake interest in it every uh, once a year when you meet with your financial advisor. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't even do that. I just, you know, uh, I, I, I give whatever I have to our uh, our finance person. And once a month, she sends me a statement right. to show whether we're up or down. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, anything. Well, like, what what indicators do I need to hear? Mm. You know, dollar up, down. yeah. yeah. This up and down. What what do I need to know? And then they went and changed the game by adding cryptocurrency to the whole thing. Yeah, and it's you know it's like anything, right? You know you, you don't need to uh, you don't need to know all about your car. That's why you have a mechanic. You don't need to know all about your body because that's why you have a doctor. We have people to take care of these things for us. But it is interesting though because we will we will put, this is what we set aside mm. like this is a major investment in our future mm-hmm. a massive investment in our retirement yeah and we'll just kind of hand it to somebody and say well you, you know more about this than me it all hinges <laughs> you, yeah you do that you really put a lot of faith in that person well and you've seen too it's happened to so many like big celebrities musicians artists where they have some kind of money manager who just completely screws them over and flushes it. Yeah, Sting talks about how he, like, lost almost everything he made right. with the police because of uh, just bad really? management. Yeah. Wow, yeah, and some of it's family, too. The oh, yeah, it's usually some cousin who couldn't work at a gas station. <laughs> you put him in charge of your money. Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with working at a gas station. Of course, it's a good job. I don't need people getting up in arms. <laughs> Um, being able to discuss different types of wines or things like scotch. Now, I don't right. know that I can discuss them necessarily. I don't have a lot of knowledge, but there is a stage in your life where you can actually drink them. Like yes. I remember, you know, as a younger man, only beer. I mean, I never touched wine. I never drank scotch. It was all, I just didn't like the taste. I didn't like any, there was no pleasure in mm. it whatsoever. Now I can't get enough wine in me. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't know that I can really tell the difference between a good wine or a bad wine. I mean, through COVID, I've drank nothing but boxed grocery store wine, and I love it. So I remember one of my regrets coming out of university was that uh, they offered, there was like sommelier nights yeah. that they would do. And you could go, and I can't remember how much it was. It wasn't much, but you go, and basically they would teach you how to tell mm. the differences and, uh, and, and, and refine your palate to mm. wine. And I was too busy getting hammered on pints. You oh, know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dollar drinks out of test tubes and that's, stuff. That's right. Yeah, let's do those. 
the sugary <laughs> drinks the out of some stripper's <laughs> belly button. Um, yeah, I'm, I went down, I remember, to uh, to uh, uh, a, a wine uh, estate. What did we call them there? A, a winery. A winery. Yes. And uh, what do they call those places where they make the wine? A winery? Let's go to one of those. <laughs> where do they put it in the box? That's right. Right. <laughs> How do you do that? Oh, bag in, fold over. All right. Uh, so we went to this winery and this wine tasting thing, and yeah, you learn all about the wines. And I remember them making us do all these stupid things where you're sticking your face in the glass and gargling the wine and taking in deep breaths. And they're like, what do you smell? I smell wine. Right. People are smelling peat moss and grapes and the soccer shoes. And part of this may be, for many of us, and I know for me, my first introduction to wine was my old Italian neighbor crushing it with his feet yeah. in his garage. So yeah. Yeah. I look at that and think, how is this kind of refined in any way? But I remember there was a, a period there where um, cigars were also a big deal. Right, yes. And a bunch of my buddies got huge yeah. into them. And they all had the cutters and they were being very sophisticated. Uh-huh. With their, and I, too, got caught up in it. And I'm even like buying or reading Cigar Aficionado really? magazine. Oh, just thinking I'm some kind of shooter McGavin. <laughs> And I had no idea. And we would sit there and we Just would haul. out tobacco. Oh, yeah. We'd have like a family meal at my mother-in-law's. And then there would be like five of us on the porch hauling on these cigars like we're some kind of big deal. Sipping cognac. And it would just end up doing like in a soggy mess in my mouth. Right. Because it takes so long to smoke them. And like, what are we doing here? I never really enjoyed it. No. No, I, I've, I've never caught the bug on that one either. And, and, and much like, you know, scotch for most of my life. Just tasted like fire. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now you love it, right? Now you're a fan. I, I'm a fan. I'm not an aficionado by no, any chance. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a big fan of rye, mm-hmm. and we'll drink that, and and we'll taste differences in different ryes. Mm-hmm. But you know, the scotch still has that kind of fiery burn for me. Um, I remember going to a golf tournament once, and there was a tent set up. Sometimes you go to these tournaments, and they'll have different sampling stations. And this one tent had cigars, and there was all these like beautiful women cutting the cigars for you. They'd light the cigar for you, and so I'm like, "All right, <laughs> let's have a cigar." Then she says, "That'll be sixty dollars." Oh yeah. <laughs> I said, you smoke, you smoke the cigar, sweetie. <laughs> Part of my job, when I used to work at a golf course, uh, we, we had a cigar little humidor mm. in, the, in the pro shop. And, you know, we were supposed to wet the sponge inside of this thing. Mm. Like, I think every day. If we did it once every two weeks, <laughs> I'd be sure. And some guys coming in, dropping 300 bucks yeah. on, on four cigars yeah. for his foursome and getting basically like a fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bet they never knew the difference. Probably never. I've uh, never had a complaint. Nope. Because yeah. they really don't know. We just all want to be shooters. Why did this Cohiba burn in 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> the wind. Yeah, the wind. Must, must have been the wind. Uh, wearing expensive clothes, going to museums. Right. And uh, being able to discuss current events. Well, if you listen to this morning show, you'll know that we can't even do that. <laughs> for the most part. Uh, by the age of 26, we appreciate finer things. Okay. I, and I would say I was much older. I was probably into my late 30s. I would say 30s for me, yeah. yeah. Before I really... Yeah. And, and, and certain things. You know, food and, and, you know, ordering different things on the menu. Right. Wines, yes. One of the things I find, too, is, is travel. 
and and the want to travel mm. more than just the all inclusive, right? Or maybe see something that's off the bar <laughs> resort and away from the bar for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we start uh, we start thinking uh, that some cheeses aren't weird and gross. Uh, drinking wine seems to be around the age of uh, twenty three, but we appreciate it again after the age of twenty four. Although, again, for me, I don't think I was in. I was probably into my thirties before I really started to uh, to enjoy wine. And now, man, oh man! Well, I still I'm still lost at the LCBO because since they took away the air miles, I don't know what wine to choose. <laughs> <laughs> used to base base it purely on points. I don't know if my wine consumption is a at a at a dangerous level right, right now, but I was at the kiosk yesterday and when I purchased my box of wine, they said, "Can we get you anything else?" And I said a straw. That's probably a problem. Now, how often have you sat down in a diner or a restaurant, you're getting breakfast and the waiter waitress says to you, "How do you like your eggs?" Right. Well, how do we like our eggs? What do you figure? Our favorite way of having our eggs is, what's your favorite way of having uh, your eggs? I, I flip between two. Um, I'll go either over easy mm-hmm. or scrambled. Yeah, scrambled by far, number one. Yeah. We have this debate in our home all the time because I love scrambled eggs. Maria loves scrambled eggs, but I also love an omelet. Okay. She doesn't like an omelet. Ah. And I'm like, it's just another version of scrambled eggs. Pretty much, yes. Well, yeah. What, she, does, she doesn't like an omelet? Something about the texture or, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like an omelet. Yet, I'll do this trick where I'll take a tortilla shell right. and I'll, uh, I'll fry it a bit in some butter and then I'll put the eggs in there and I'll yes. flip it and seal that up with uh, sometimes some salsa and other things. She's fine with that. And I'm I like, saw it's that just on, another a, omelet. on like a Facebook video mm-hmm. or YouTube video at one yeah, point. It's really good. Like a little a hack to making like a breakfast burrito. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's funny because you know, Mike texted in and he said sunny side up. But... And here's my thing with going to a restaurant. When I go to a restaurant for something, it's mm. usually something that I can't make easily myself. Mm. Pretty tough to screw up sunny side up eggs. But if you, don't you go to like a diner for breakfast? Yeah, but what yeah. I do, same thing. I mean, I can make myself a sunny side up oh, at so home. You, you want to try like eggs Benedict so, or something? Yeah, sometimes. I'm not a huge fan of the holidays for, for Benny, but uh, but I'll go for omelet or... What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong I, with you? It's not... I, I prefer bacon sausage and an egg <laughs> on a side. What is up with you? Who doesn't like holiday sauce? <laughs> One of the greatest things. Said, it's I, eggs on eggs. I prefer others. <laughs> Sunny side up is number two. Right. Over easy uh-huh. is our next favorite way. Poached is interesting because really? poached is very British. And I like poached eggs. I do. Mm. Nice piece of rye toast with butter and a couple of poached eggs. But uh, I didn't think it would be that popular. Uh, and soft boiled eggs. Okay. Show up on the list as well. Yeah. Oh, man, I do love eggs. And with your scrambled, do you like to throw a bunch of stuff in? Probably no. not. You like them just very basic. Just a you? scrambled egg. Properly scrambled. And just a little, not underdone. No ham, no onions, no cheese. But that's no. an omelet at that point, isn't it? No, not if you scramble it. So hang on a second. So if you make scrambled eggs for yeah. Maria, yeah. are you putting in ham? All, and all that stuff. Yeah. She Tomatoes. Like yeah. She's, she's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. <laughs> Be very interested to see, Lucky, what happens now that uh, is it 12 plus in Durham can get vaccinated? Is that the uh, deal? Not, not Durham yet. Oh, okay. uh, Peel region is going 12 plus uh, today. The rest of the province they're saying uh, by the week of the 31st. All right. Be interested to see, you know, with, with so many who are concerned about the vaccine. I think many have folded and, and gotten it, even if they were a little on the fence about it. And there are those still who just refuse and... 
That's fine, whatever. But it'll be interesting to see uh, parents and their reaction to the vaccine because, uh, you know, so many, well, all children, for the most part, get a lot of vaccines from very early on. And we seem to have been uh, able to accept that. Mm. Be interesting moving forward to see how many parents are hesitant about having their kid like, you're right in that wheelhouse, right? Evan's 12. Uh, yeah, he? he will be, yeah. And uh, and this will be the Pfizer vaccine right. that, that's been tested on, on 12 plus. Uh, and, and I think the numbers show, uh, I think they, they tested, what, 2,000 kids? I think mm-hmm. I read it was what it was. Uh, and uh, out of the 2,000, 1,000 were given the Pfizer and 1,000 were given nothing, a placebo. Mm-hmm. And 17 kids got it out of those 1,000. Mm. They got nothing. Zero kids got it out of the out of the uh, the Pfizer group. So mm. that's sort of say it's like 99% effective. Um, Where are the, you at with it, with uh, with Evan? Do you guys- um, well, I think at some point we will. Sure. Um, when he's 18? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and the only kind of, you know, dilemma I have about this, and I think the hope is for the province or for the country they're talking about, is to have everyone get their second shot by the time you get back into school right. so by the fall and that right. that will be huge and get everyone back into 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 class settings and and uh, and feel better about that mm-hmm. um but you know there's a part of me that you know morally thinks well I'd, I'd like to see my parents fully vaccinated before the kids mm. start getting theirs right mm-hmm. like it's you know, if if it's, I wouldn't want to take a second shot away from someone who really needs one desperately mm. before I get a first shot for for someone who's, you know, your kids have been shown to be relatively healthy through this. So, if my, if my kids were still young like that, I would have had them get their shot first, use them as a guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> they're healthier, they're younger, they'll, they'll fight through it. If you survive, kid, I'll go get one. Uh, great story of uh, Adam Sandler. You know, he's always there's always something going on with this guy. Uh, there was the recent IHOP. Uh, situation. He found that uh, hostess, by the way, oh, and took did. a picture with her. I think he returned finally. Yeah. After she realized she kicked out Adam Sandler when she didn't recognize him in a mask. Yeah. Well, I don't know that she kicked him out. I think he just said, "How long's the wait?" And she said, "Like forty minutes right. or something." She didn't realize who it was. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, "Okay, we'll just move on." He didn't yeah. make a fuss, and he seems like a a really decent dude, right? And I'm I'm not surprised that he did that, which makes this story a little weird. Uh, back in 1998, there was a uh, a guy who was working as a production assistant on Adam's movie, Big Daddy. Okay. And Adam invited him back to his apartment for a drink after a, a day of shooting. I guess they were getting along and hanging out, and so uh, Adam wanted the, uh, the friendship to continue. He invited him back for a drink, but the guy declined because he was still on the clock. He was working, still had stuff to do on the, on the set. So he didn't go, and he's regretted it ever since. He thinks it might have changed his life. He says, this was my opportunity to get into the inner circle of a comedy legend. Adam helps out people he likes and has always worked with his friends, which we see in a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so this guy has never stopped obsessing over this, and I can understand why. I mean, I'd be kicking myself, too, if, yeah. if that was the case. Yeah, if you were just a production assistant, and you look at all these productions Sandler has been involved in yeah. since then, and yeah. think, boy, he could have brought me along. Oh, for sure. That uh, that company of his, that Madison, whatever it's called, is uh, does just Happy ton- Madison. Yeah, yeah, Happy Madison does tons of TV and movies. Anyhow... Uh, in 2006, so this happened in 98, in 06, this guy started making a movie called Finding Sandler, where he documents his attempt to finally have that drink with Adam. It sounds like a, it's a, it would be very funny to see. I'm sure he's outside of his uh, homes and offices and trying to get uh, in to see him. He's doing this, of course, to try to jumpstart his uh, film career. Well, David claims Adam's team has been ducking him for years, and Adam's manager even called him in 07 
and suggested he gave it up, Adam's reps say, that, no, that never happened. And I, 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 maybe he's saying that stuff to make more of yeah. an event out of it, but it really seems like it would be something Adam Sandler would do to finally have a drink with this guy. Well, especially if you respect the fact that, okay, like he was working. Yeah. He, he didn't just, yeah, just right. didn't ditch you. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and said, all right, well, we'll have a beer another time. Yeah, it seems kind of odd. And speaking of beer, maybe somebody on the set of the Friends reunion had a couple before they sat down to do some press because they've been talking to People Magazine and E.T. and all the Hollywood Insider and all mm-hmm. these things promoting this May 27th Friends reunion. But just take a listen to Matthew Perry. While being a really close-knit group, we don't see each other, all six of us, a lot. I stole the uh, cookie, jar, cookie jar that had the clock on it, and I gave it to Lisa Kudrow. Because she, one point, looked at it and thought it was a real clock. That's not slowed down. No. That, that's not messed with. That's him in an interview with people where he's just sitting and staring off into space. It's Looks sad. Amazing. It's sad. I've watched it now, and, and I think, I, I don't think he's drunk or, no, he's on pills or, or on, or I, I don't even know if he's on anything right now uh, or in, in that setting. It may just be the effects of all that he's gone through. It's a guy who's admitted uh, to some pretty heavy, uh, you know, drug use yeah. uh, and and being addicted uh, to painkillers mm-hmm. uh, from some earlier problems uh, and, and throughout this. And, and, I mean, 17 years have passed. And mm-hmm. I think part of the reaction to this is people thinking that they're all going to look and act exactly the same. Like... You know, he's not Chandler anymore. No, but he was in a sitcom just a year ago. They redid The Odd Couple, and he was fine in that. So something's gone off the rails. I mean, okay, you can't can't accuse, I guess. You got to let the cards play out and see how it goes, but... Guy's just not tired talking like that. Right. I just I just wonder if all the years of, you know, abuse he's put on his system has just, just slowed him. Maybe, but again, like I said, he was doing a show last year and he was fine. Right. So, yeah, there just seems to be something way off there. Anyhow, that's uh, May 27th. Now, that could be also Game 5. It would be Game 5, potentially. Yeah, they start tonight, and uh, I think next Thursday would be Game 4, Friday... Uh, or Game 5, yeah, and Friday in uh, Game 6, potentially in Montreal. Well, luckily, it's HBO Max, so it's streaming, so I can watch it at any time. Because I'll tell you, if it had to be must-see TV. <laughs> well, and, and listen, I mean, it's it's a first-round sure. Game yeah. 5, right? <laughs> right. I'm going to Central Park. <laughs> I remember when uh, my boys were young, the youngest, David, certainly more than uh, Daniel. But, man, every dinner... Turned into a brawl over eating veggies or anything he didn't like. Uh, it would just, it, it would get to the point where I would be dreading dinner. Because I'm like, here we go again. Right. Where he'll put on the dramatics like he's choking. And he'll just sit there and pout and sulk. And I would I would end up going, look, you can sit here. And I would make him, I'd clean up the dishes. I'd make him sit there in front of his plate. Oh, really? And, and, and I'd turn off the kitchen light and go downstairs. <laughs> Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> Finally, I'd fold, but I'd make him sit. I wouldn't do it that badly, but I'd make him sit there for some time while I was washing the dishes until I just couldn't put up with the screaming and crying anymore. Well, we've been through it, and uh, and and they're still going through it. Hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it's to the point now where it's almost like short-order cook. Uh, you know, sometimes where it's like, okay, well, we got to plan this meal, but 
but make exceptions for this and that. See, I never would. Yeah. But and the problem with us then is he'd be starving, and 20 minutes later, he'd have a salad bowl full of cereal and milk. That's, well, and that's it. And it's like, you know what? It's either either you you, you put up with it early or you're going to have to put it up with it later on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do you want to even have the argument and go through it? I try to force to try, mm. right? Like, you've got to... You've got to expand your horizons a little bit more than, you know, steak and potatoes. And this is me talking about that. <laughs> I wonder where they got that from. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I try, at least you got to try things a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's funny, you know, they do, Christian is one where he will, he will basically try anything. Yeah, Daniel was right? that way. And, uh, you know, and, and like they normally have opposite kids, Evan's mm-hmm. the other, where it'll be just be, you know, he, he'll stick to his one thing. He's still... Doesn't love pasta, mm. you know, and and uh, and it never has been one of his his favorites at all. Like mm. he just he, at one point he couldn't hack it down. Same thing. He'd be so strange. The pasta of, of all things, it must well, be the texture he doesn't like. And this is what, and what I keep saying to him, like with the pasta, I was like, listen, you're going to get this everywhere you go, man. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a staple. <laughs> when when people are having kids over, yeah, usually spaghetti and meatballs is one that comes yeah. out because it's easy to do. Or you'll marry an Italian, right. you know. I used to say that to David all the time. You're going to marry a vegetarian. That, right. That's going to be your downfall. <laughs> and he became one. I mean, he even went vegan for a little while yeah, that's there. that's crazy. So from a kid who wouldn't even be in the same room with broccoli to a kid, and that was all he was eating. So it does happen. They eventually come around, and it is said that the age of 22 is when any food item that your kid hated as a child, 22 is the age when they finally go, hey, I don't mind pasta. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's interesting, like, with my kids, the... The vegetables are never the issue, right? Like they love them, and it's 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 like scary. I have to you know kind of look at them and say, "Are you mine? What is wrong with you? <laughs> You're choosing cauliflower? <laughs> Daddy's got as a, a snack. Daddy's got a big lasagna sitting over here. As I'm cramming down ruffles and a hell of a good, <laughs> and saying no, they can't dip their broccoli in it. Yeah, no, they must get that from their mother. And who knows? Because I both both sides of that question it's always been a i'm sure for all parents a debate between say a husband and a wife do you make them sit there and force them to eat it or do you just throw in the towel and say well why bother but you just think well i gotta i gotta get something good in them you know otherwise they're just gonna eat yeah i remember being forced to eat things or or, you know sit and wait you're not done until you you at least eat this much of this (laughs) and whatever it may be push it around the plate try to make it look like you've had some oh yeah just stuff it in your mouth and we're gonna go bathroom (laughs) right all of a sudden yeah it's when you really wanted a dog as a kid feed him all the cauliflower Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.